It's chippy night and everyone wants something different. I want a pizza. I want a kebab. Oh, I fancy a burger or maybe pasta. You're thinking, where am I going to go? Well, there's only place and you can get them all there. It's Tony's Pizzeria, Park Street and Dock. No matter what the family want, they'll have it for you. Check it out on Facebook, Instagram or Tony'sPizza.ie. You won't be disappointed. Tony's Pizzeria, Park Street, Dundalk. Welcome, folks, to the Kev and Pickle Show. First of all, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Kev. Which means I am Pickle. So listen, a very welcome to our very first episode. So, how are we feeling, Kev? I am looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to entertaining people. Good man. Bringing smiles and bringing laugh, mate. That's all we want to do. So look, let's get stuck into it. At the start of every episode, we want to set the tone for what's to come. So we'll be asking each other a would-you-rather question. So after a very socially distanced kind throw, Kev won, so he gets to ask me this time around. But going forward, we want you to send in some very random would-you-rather questions, which we will ask each other going forward. So, Kev, I'm dreading it, mate, but go on, fire away. Are you ready? It's a good one to start off. Would you rather a giraffe's neck or an elephant's trunk? Giraffe's neck or an elephant's trunk? Right. Okay. We're talking about shifting in this episode, first shifts especially. So, oh man. Right. I'm going to go for an elephant's trunk for one very simple reason. If I had an elephant's trunk back in the day, I could have just grabbed some young one and started shifting her and all the mess wouldn't have happened. So, yeah. I'm sticking. Giraffe's neck. No. No. Elephant's trunk, Kev. I'm sticking. Final answer is... Elephant's trunk, and it's just so that I could have shifted some gear a lot quicker. Okay, so let's get into the fun part and talk about the first shift. Well, my first shift was with a local girl, of course. Before I could say anything else, Pickle, do you want to tell everyone why my first shift should actually be your first shift, mate? Oh, oh, Kev, oh, you prick. Right. Oh, man, you're nasty. Right, okay, right, let's get stuck into this then as well. Okay, so first of all, we do need to let you know that for any stories that we are telling, the girl's name, which we are always going to use, is going to be called Sally. The reason it's being called Sally won't be said. I'm not, don't you worry. It won't be said until a later episode. Okay, some people will know, other people won't. But we'll fill you in on another episode, okay? So listen. Anyways, we went to a lovely country school, okay? In our class, there was seven girls and seven boys. Now, you're out there trying to catch me out, so I'm going to try and catch you out, Kev. Quickly, can you name the seven girls and seven boys that we went to school with? That's not fair. We had the biggest class in our school's history. We had 14. Uh, okay. Which isn't even that big, when you think about it. I know. I'll try to go for age. Okay, but I think we had Janice... Yvonne, I think then we had the three girls with the same name. We had Anne-Marie, yeah. Marie, Maria, um, Sinead and Tracy. Wow, okay, right, seven out of seven. What about the boys? Well, we had us two. Well, of course. Uh, the two good-looking ones, Ian and Brendan. 
Kieron, uh, Trevor, and then the late comer Patrick and Crosby, was it? Well done, mate. You know what? I'd give you 10 out of 10, but I'll give you 14 out of 14. You got all of them absolutely bang on. Okay. Of course, I would have remembered them too, but that wasn't the question. Right, go on then, okay? So, seven girls, seven boys. All right, should have been perfect opportunity to try and shift one of those girls you would have imagined, okay? Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but we'll talk about that bit later on, okay? So, we used to play badminton. Now, Kev, every Monday night, I think. I think it was a Monday night, yeah. Yeah, right. So the plan would have been, right, and this was in our local community centre, okay, that we used to play this, right? The plan was always the same. Somebody would tell you that so-and-so is going to, you know, you're going to shift them, so you go into the hall there where the stairs are, they'll come in and then, you know what I mean, you'll shift. Great. So somebody came up to me and said, Sally, obviously, is waiting at the stairs for you, so go on in. No problem at all. So me being, what, 12 13, maybe, I don't know, maybe a bit younger, who knows, could have been 11 or 12, I don't know. But anyway, I walked in thinking, yeah, finally, this is it, going to happen. So no. Me, finally at 12. Finally at 12. No, but I don't mean finally, I just mean like I was thinking, right, it'll be out of the way, it'll be done, there's one last thing to think about. But, so me, being the young, as some would say, innocent fella that I was back in the day, I was so afraid that I didn't even open my eyes, let alone my lips. They were closed that tight that pretty much I just kissed her on the lips and then ran away as fast as I possibly could. So as embarrassing as that is, it wasn't even my first shift. It's what should have been my first shift. But as you said, Kev, that girl Sally turned out to actually be the girl that you did shift. Now, I'm not saying you were second choice, clearly, even though it looks like it. But tell us what happened, Kev. Well, to be honest, I think I probably shifted someone before this in a teenage disco or something like that, but I just can't remember. It wasn't very memorable. So, unless... Breaking hearts, Kev. Somebody out there... Unless there's somebody out there that was my first shift, but I can't remember then, well, that that could be it. But I'll move on. No, before you move on, right, before you even have the cheek of moving on, Right, guys, Instagram this week, we're going to put up a hashtag. Are you Kev's first shift? So, if you think that you actually possibly could have been the girl that was Kev's first shift, please go get in touch with us and let us know. And we will keep it anonymous if you want, or you can shame the life out of them, but get in touch with us, okay? Right, go on ahead, Kev. Tell us what happened. Okay. Well, I was, this was my first job. I was picking a vegetable, or it could have been a fruit, whatever way you want to whatever way you want to play it, roasting, sweating day, and I was down a drill, and I asked this girl to shift me. But it ends up being, as you said, the girl that you were meant to be shifting, Correct. but also the boss's daughter. Ooh. Ooh. The boss's daughter. It was all planned. We left work, headed half home, of course, on our bicycles. It was the only way we got round, and we ended up in a spud field. But not only a spud field, me grandfather's spud field. <laughs> and we started at it. We started at the shifting. And it was probably, what, 10 minutes, 12 minutes goes by, nobody up for air, slobbering everywhere, and then away we went. But that was, I possibly think, was my first shift. Good man. I don't know what the best thing is there, whether it was the boss's daughter, it ended up being your grandfather's field, Man, can we did a poll during the week, and people said that you 
we're going to have the most embarrassing story, right? Now, I don't know if my non-shift was more embarrassing, but either way, that's one hell of a story. And we got to thank the guys for uh, taking part in the poll. So we do as well. Guys, if he's wanted, get get in touch. Stay in touch with us. Get those questions in. Keep 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 them coming in and keep the polls answering. And we hopefully get back to everybody as well. Also, Pickle, can I ask you? Yeah. Where did you put your hands when you were shifting? My hands automatically always got a little bit tired and gravity took over, and you ended up putting your hands towards the bum. Kev, I'm an honest man. I told you. I was an innocent fella back in the day. My hands were in my pockets when I was shifting, I'd say. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I went straight for the bum. But, you know what I mean? Who knows? Uh, sure, it could have been anywhere. It was different days back then, so it was, Kev. So it is. But you look, we're all grown up now. Uh, we're not as innocent as we once were. That's for damn sure. Okay. It's your goal. Uh, my goal is right. Okay, so... As Kev said, or as we both said, seven girls, seven boys in our school. So you would have thought so I might have shifted one of the girls. Not a hope in hell. As we already said, we had two lads in the classroom who pretty much had the run of the house. Okay. So for me, it was probably... <laughs> well, let's be honest. Uh, so for me, I was probably 14 or 15. And it was in the Oasis. First place they used to go to the old teenage discos properly. And of course, the girl's name was Sally, as it always is. Okay, and she was absolutely lovely. Great girl, so she was, okay. As you do at that age, shifted her, then instantly fell head over heels in love with her. I for shift. Shifted her on the Friday night. Pretty sure that it was on the Sunday. So like a whopping two days later. Remember the old school phone books, Kev, that you used to get like every year or something like that in the post or something? Did every The one your father was hitting for the head with? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, I remember scanning through that, seeing as I knew the girl's name, I knew where she lived, looking for a landline to give her a week call. So what did I do on the Sunday? How did you know her father's name? No, well, I didn't, but I knew her last name, and I knew where she lived. So therefore, I kind of had the hope that there wasn't going to be a load of them in the same place. I'm sure if there had it, I would have rang them all. But anyway, I rang the number anyone on the Sunday, hoping to have a chat going, well, I'm the young fella from Friday night. How are you? Didn't work out that way. She didn't know folks pick up the phone now for the life of me. I can't remember which one it was, but it was definitely a parent to pick up the phone anyway. And there was me chatting away, going, Can I leave a message for your lovely daughter, please? Just to let her know, obviously, that Pico called, you know what I mean? And sure, you know what I mean? Hopefully, might see her again soon. Now, could you imagine doing that now? Dialing a landline to talk to a girl two days after you shifted off? You'd be hanging up the phone. You'd be hanging up the phone if the parents rang. As soon as the parents answered, you would have been hanging up that phone, wouldn't you? Not me. Oh, no, no, no. Nope, not me. I wanted to tell them who I was and tell them that their daughter was great. And by God. No, no, no. Oh, I know. But I did it. And look, that's one of the things that we get to laugh about right now. And you know what? If anybody else out there did something as incredibly stupid as that, you know what? Tell us. And we'll read it out if you want. Okay. But at least somebody backed me up here. I can't have been the only uh, falling in love with the first girl I ever kissed kind of bloke out there. So go on. Somebody back me up on this, will you? Please. Now we're moving on to story time, Pickle. We got a email in from a girl called Laura. Okay. And she's, to be honest, she's not great at spelling. She's probably from Carrick. <laughs> Hello, Pickle. My name is Laura. And my story is not a boot. Maybe she's actually Canadian. 
my first shift. Instead, about a boy called Mark, who I'm pretty sure was his first shift. Anyway, we, we used to go on the same school bus, and we knew each other quite well. One night in the Glen, do you remember that place, Pickle? Oh, man, I think I was there once, and I'll be honest with you, right? One time I was there, only memory I have, sitting on the bus, or going on the bus, rather, every girl had one thing in common. They all had jeans on. And I'll tell you what, you wouldn't see that these days. You certainly wouldn't. Well, well, he asked, could he shift me? I thought, what's the harm? So said, yeah. What happened next was a put in an in, an, in a word, Macy. Before I was even close enough to his mouth, he literally started licking my lips. Just maybe this was actually me. <laughs> this continued for a few seconds until I stopped and asked, what he was actually at. And he said, thanks very much for the shift, and walked away like John Travolta on Saturday Night Fever. Anyway, best of luck with the show, lads. Wanted to, wanted to share that with you. Wow. Okay. So, he literally thought that was it. Well, to be honest, Pickle, when I was in school, as we said, I was a country bumpkin. I first met a fella in school, and he started asking me a silly question Silly questions like, did you ever shift anyone? I was like, yeah, of course I shifted loads of people. I was, I was, I'm from the country, I shifted loads, I shifted cows, I shifted sheep, I shifted plenty. And but little did I know what actually shifting was. I thought shifting was actually moving people. And I'm telling you, most of us did. And then the same fella asked me one day, did I have pubes? I was like, oh no. Yes, indeed, I have pubes. I have two of them. I was sure that's what he was talking about, but little did I know, that's the difference between boys from heaven the more and boys from the country. Yeah, and who says you don't learn stuff when you go to school, Kev, huh? Especially in our school. Especially in our school. Well, listen, thanks so much, Laura, for sending that through. That's happy days. We have another one then as well. Right, let me get through this one. So, this is coming in from Gareth. Well, lads, it's been like 25 years since this happened, so definitely worth having a laugh about now. My name is Gareth, and this story goes back to secondary school. I went to secondary school with a girl who, let's say, was called Wendy. Now, he has said that he changed that name, so it's definitely not her real name, okay? Uh, from the first day of first year, I was like, yep, defo got a shift whore because she looks so, and there's about seven O's after that S, so I'm going to call it as so hot. Anyways, long story short, and I can see here he hasn't made it that short at all. After a few months of school, and always talking non-stop, we decided to mitch off for a class, so we went to a local religious place, interesting, where we sat talking until I eventually went for the shift. Anyways, it was very clear this was not her first shift. But anyways, I was ready to finally do this. So it finally came to the moment to start shifting and everything was going good, or at least I thought so. While shifting, I felt my leg getting very warm. But sure, I didn't have a clue why. So after about five minutes of slobbering, we stopped. We went back to the school. Oh, we sorry, we went to head back to the school. And that's when I realized, remember the warm leg? It was caused by a dog who stood pissing on me while I was shifting the girl of my dreams. Anyways, turns out it was a short-lived dreams. It wasn't the start of a long romance, as we never shifted again. But for the record, I do think she shifted all the lads in my class after this. Looking forward to the show. Best of luck with it, lads. Cheers, Gareth. Well, that's perfect. What do you think of that, Kev? 
I just hope it was a dog. Yeah, like you think about it. This guy's first shift. His eyes were closed. He thought it was a dream coming true. Like that could have been anything that happened to me. But yeah, you know, because if he's saying it was a dog, we'd have to believe, it, wouldn't we? Uh, I'll take. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to question it. Okay, we'll leave it be then. Well, listen, Gareth, Laura, thanks so much for sending that through. As we say, that's the whole point of the show. We want to have these stories to tell. It's all a bit of fun. Remember, you can always send stuff through to the Kev and Pickle Show at gmail.com or you can catch us on Instagram at the Kev and Pickle Show. So again, thanks very much, Gareth and Laura. So, Pickle, we're going to move on to the second part of this show on all about... Teenage discos. And all this shit. I'm going to let you start this one off, Pickle. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll start this off with a question for you, Kev. We have spent weekends in Nottingham. We have spent trips away to Belfast, right? And by God, do you take a serious amount of time to get yourself ready. What was it like for you, for a teenage disco, and getting your ass ready? How long did it take? I... I'd still say it takes me the same amount of time as it did back then. I take my time. I like getting ready slowly. I have a shower, have a shave, maybe shave the chest, all the four hairs that's on it, yeah. and then slowly get ready, put on a bit of music. I wouldn't be drinking in the house. That'd be frowned upon in my house. But slowly get ready, maybe two hours probably before I get ready. Okay, that's about right. Yeah, fair enough. Just wanted to check because, my God, do we be waiting a long time when we go away for you to get ready to walk out that bloody door. So, yeah, look, at teenage uh, discos, man, where do we start, Kev? You know what I mean? you got to start first of all, right? Before you enter a teenage disco and after the two hours of getting ready, you'd always have a couple of a couple of drinks, just a few, okay? Now, do you have any I'm stories, to, Kev? I am going to interrupt you there. Oh, God. Right. What are my, I do apologise to my mother and father. It was all always Pickle's fault. Everyone says that. Everybody says that. I'm like the go-to guy to blame for all things that happen, so I am. But look, we were young. It's not like that happens anymore. Isn't that right, Kev? It was always Pickle's fault. <laughs> and it still is to this day. But look, I already know that there is a story that I have to tell right now about something that happened before we went to a teenage disco one night, and unfortunately, it's about me yet again. So, are you happy enough for me to go ahead and tell a story, Kev? Are you sure this is allowed? You will give it a go, and if anybody wants to complain, they can complain about it. Are you ready? Go for it. Right, so, obviously, we were 14, maybe 15 years of age going to these discos, right? So, with a little extra bit of alcohol beforehand, which, again, we should not have been doing. We're not endorsing underage drinking in any way, shape, or form, but people obviously do it. So I was shifting a girl, okay, down in a, a forest that we all used to meet in before we go out, okay, which kind of gives away the area, I suppose. But anyway, shifting the girl, always grand, no problem at all. 20 minutes later, whatever, we were on the bus, we were heading towards Carrick and then heading towards the Oasis. Bus stops for now, pissed up as it does. I'm obviously. Outside the bus, the girl, unfortunately, is at the back of the bus. And she's getting sick. One of the lads come over to him. He goes, Pickle, Pickle, I have something to tell you. I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? He's like, she's pregnant. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> He's like, she's getting sick. That's what happens. They get sick when they're pregnant. I'm like, 
and I'm obviously quite drunk at this age, so I don't have a clue what's going on. Now, I know obviously how it works now, um, but I know that could not have been possible at the time from just shifting somebody. But anyways, sure, freak, freaked me out, so it did. Um, I was thinking, great, 15 years old, going to have a kid. What the hell am I going to do with my life? Anyway, for the record, I'm 36 years old now. I do not have like a 21-year-old child. That did not happen, but it was one of them moments where it was stupid, funny, and you get to laugh about it now. And it's just a bit of crack. So that is the one story, Kev, that yeah, I am telling you about teenage drink, teenage drinking and teenage discos. And that is it. You'll get nothing more out of me. Do I know this girl? I'd say you do. Like everybody did. I told you where we were drinking. We all, sure, we all drank together. So we did. All of us drank together. Oh, dear God. Well, not worry about it. Tell, tell me something, Kev. What was the best part of teenage discos for you? Well, I think the best part, looking back, has to be no cameras, no oh, videos. The yeah. state we got in, the messes we were, the stuff we were wearing, thank God there was no evidence of what was actually happening. Because if there was, we wouldn't have done half the things we actually did. There is yeah, no way we would have done them. No, couldn't have. Couldn't have. Simply couldn't have been able to hang. We would have been, we would have been locked up, Kev. We would have been in jail. Like, I would be crawling on the floor of a bus because I was so drunk. There is no way you'd get away with it now. You wouldn't. Well, I'll tell you this. I actually fell out of the bus one night on the way home. I, I remember was, that. Yeah. I was uh, struggling to get onto the bus, and somebody must have pushed me in and literally wrapped me around. You're the first seat you get into on a minibus. There's like a gap behind it. Well, I was wrapped around that, and I think somebody got out or the door wasn't closed fully, and we went up a hill or something like that, and the door opened, and your man went to stop to obviously get out and close the door, and all of a sudden I was in the ditch. So, like, again, it's just a laugh. I'm sure it happened to other people, and if it did, let us know, will you? Like, you know what I mean? Come on, I can't be the only one that ever fell out of the minibus. But I'll tell you what, Kev, with all the drinking involved, we still had to get in the door of the nightclub, okay? We had to walk up that hill. We had to get in the door. What do you remember from trying to get in the door of the likes of the Oasis back in the day? It was the nine step, the nine or ten steps. It was like a cattle mart. We were all penned in, ready to go. The door would open, and we'd pile, we'd literally pile, pile in the door to make sure the bouncer didn't stop you to smell the drink off your breath. You literally and piled in, get in, in the door, look behind to make sure you make it in, and away you went. Well, yeah, but you know how you get in, Kev. It was the juicy fruits. Remember, you always had a pack of juicy fruits in your pocket. You'd throw in well, like I... nine juicy fruits down your throat, start chewing away like a demon, thinking this is going to get rid of the nagging of vodka smell that only after down 20 minutes ago, uh, thinking that it would work. Actually, it wouldn't. But look, you're in the door now, right? You got past the bed, so. So tell me, the dance floor, Kev, there had to be some magic moves. There was, I think we all had the same move. It was either, will you shift me, mate? Or the one that I always went to, and sometimes probably still do, in behind the girl, hands on the hips, a bit of gyrating, a bit of movement, and then you spin the girl. You spin around, take a, maybe a look in her eye to see, will I, won't I? She's doing the same, and then you lean in. Well, sorry, you don't lean in. You jump into the situation and try to get the shift. I might have a flaw in your plan there, Kev. I think I know why you used to spin them around. Because no doubt they were a little bit dizzy the way you were spinning them. So they weren't really sure who they were shifting. But hey, at the end of the day, shift the shift. 
it worked. I'm happy enough with it. I was always happy enough. Good man, good man. Well, look, I always loved doing the lap. You know what I mean? You do the lap of the Oasis. It takes you about 25 minutes. It was that bloody big. But the one thing you were doing the lap of the Oasis for me, you know what? You got absolutely no luck doing it. You'd walk around the place, you'd see all these girls, you'd be like, how are you? And then you just walk away. Um, but man, that was a big place, the Oasis, wasn't it? It was huge. It was, I think it was at the time, it was the biggest nightclub in Europe, baby. No way, really? Yeah. That is mad, so what I say. Well, I don't know about you, Kev, but after a disco, I'm a man who likes a bag of chips. So, I, I don't believe for a bag of chips. You guys would probably be sitting on the bus because I could never find the bus or any of you guys and I'd want the chips. But do you remember the night where I had a couple of lads come up to me and there was a button incident? No. Right. So I'd probably on the bus. Probably, I'd say you and everybody else was on the bus. So what happened was, I'm standing there, probably with me lovely chips eating away, looking out at the world, thinking it's great. Two lads come over to me and start a little bit of a fight. One of them grabbed me short. And I mean, he grabbed me short that much, threw the button, dripped off the top of it. Now, this was probably like your cheap old penny shirt, but to me, it was the best shirt I ever had in my life. So I'm thinking, why did this guy just rip two buttons off? So obviously, I'm still a little bit on the drunk side. And I'm thinking, where are the buttons for him? And I'm thinking, why is this guy taking the buttons off my shirt? And he must be either from like, I don't know, Carrick, maybe or something like that, possibly. Maybe there are four buttons there. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? There must be a reason for it. But yeah, two lads then jumped off the bus, thankfully. For me, I wouldn't punch anybody in my life, though. And I'm too innocent of a fella to do that. Two lads came over anyway, saw her to fight out. And that was it done. Thank God. But I do remember you used to see some serious brawls outside the Oasis, Kev. What are you talking? What do you mean, War of the Buttons? That movie wasn't it's about the buttons. Film War of the Buttons. I know the film, but it wasn't about buttons, was it? It was, yeah. I'm pretty sure one village had like no buttons, and then there was these other kids in a like different village, and they fight each other over buttons, and then they'd keep them all, and I don't know, maybe they sold them, maybe they, I don't know. If anybody like was in that film and ever hears this podcast and would like to tell us what the plot of that film was, or if anybody just listening knows what the plot was, hey. Just let us know, because right now I'm pretty sure they were all fighting over buttons. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I thought it was something. That was, I just thought it was two villages fighting. I didn't think it was actually buttons. I think it was. I really think it was. But come here, come on. We have to go to the home then on the bus, right? So come here, tell me some stories about the bus home. The bus, I don't know if it was just our bus or if it was every bus, but we had a tradition of ripping the tights off the girls in the bus. Literally ripping them off. And I don't know what the parents would have thought when they got home and they seen the daughter with no tights on. But we thought, I think we did this all the time. Well, we yeah. just ripped the tights off the girls. I'm going to jump in, Kev. I'm going to say this. You do mention the word we, and I'm going to say, we went on every bus together, and I have absolutely no memory of this. Maybe it was because I was too busy on the floor wrapped around the seat. But I don't remember this at all. So you're telling me, coming over to my club, like, weekly, regularly, it was normal, to rip the tights off the girls. Rip the tights off the girls, yeah. Okay, I'm getting scared. If anybody, anybody that used to go on the bus with us can tell me that this happened, or more importantly, please go and tell me that this didn't happen and this is just a dream that Kev had, Kev had after he got home, that would be great. And I mean, that would be great. Kev, we're going to have to sort this out, mate. We need somebody to tell us if this is true or if it's not true. I just hope it was it was allowed. It was allowed. Or, or it was, yeah, it wasn't actually a form of something else. 
Right. Look at guys, get in contact with us, okay? Remember, you send us an email to kevinpickleshow at gmail.com or catch us on Instagram at the Kev and Pickle Show. We're at the end of the show, folks. So now we're going to jump into what we call question time. Question time. So the point of this is, if anybody wants to send us in some very random questions, we will, of course, like we always will, be completely honest and answer it as best we can. So, Kev, you're up first, mate. I got a message in from, let's call him Nigel, okay? It says, well, lads, Pickle, will you ask Kev to tell us his version on how his employment in Tesco ended? Nothing but the correct version is acceptable, and if needs be, the hard copy of his termination meeting notes can be produced. Kev, you better make this good, man. Over to you. And that's a prick. Okay, well, officially, I never got terminated from Tesco. I left on my own, own accord after being suspended with pay, but I did leave, with a, did leave on my own accord. The story would always go, on a Monday night, I would leave Tesco Derobed from toxic from the stores to the canteen. So I'd walk from the can- from the store to the canteen with only my upper clothes on. But this on on this faithful night, I walked down the alcohol alcohol aisle by accident, and somehow the busybody security guard the next morning seen this and reported to the manager. I was brought up to the manager office the next day, and I was asked, "Was well, there actually something wrong with me?" which I had to refuse that it actually wasn't. Well, there wasn't at that stage anyway. And so on, he suspended me with pay. But officially, I was not terminated from Tesco. That's, hey, look, we can only take your side of that. If anybody else, uh, or Nigel, for the sake of it, has anything else that they want to add to this, by all means, send it in to us. Uh, but of course, if you're happy with Kev's after telling you, then... You know what I mean? We'll leave it at that, Kev. Fair enough. Just, I've been telling you for years. Just keep your clothes on. Okay? Keep your clothes on. Seriously. Right. <laughs> I don't think I can. Okay, we go on to your question, Pickle. Your question is, is an anonymous question. Actually, actually, to be honest, it's actually from your wife. It is, how did you introduce yourself to the neighbours? Of all the stuff that she could have sent in, she had to start off with this. So, right. Very shortly put. I dressed up in drag. What happened was this. I thought, we were drinking in the house, sorry, first of all, right? I walked up the stairs, decided to throw on this lovely white dress, thought I'd come down the stairs and it'd be funny. Didn't realise then that the wife would put plenty of makeup on me, making me look extremely attractive. And honestly, Kev, if you had saw me, you would have, okay? Honestly, I'm telling you. <laughs> so... We decided then to go outside and I would walk up and down the street. Nice little short street, not a big deal. In credit to them, the neighbours are still there. Nobody called the cops. So, you know, they obviously liked what they seen. But yes, I dressed up in drag. And that is pretty much how my neighbours got to know who Pickle was. Is that good enough for you, Kev? That'll do me. That'll do me. Okay, folks, that's it for episode one. We've had fun. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, okay? We both know that it won't have been perfect, but listen, we're only getting started, okay? So stick with us, right? 
going forward, we do want to promote some local businesses as well, okay? So if anybody's listening to this and you want to shout out, just get in touch with us, okay? Kev, you want to let everybody know what the plan is for episode two. Guys, coming up on episode two, on episode two maybe, is all about school days. Primary school, secondary school, and everything about it. Guys, also, remember, at this time, stay, stay sitting. No, we'll do again. Yeah, yeah, you're grand. Yeah, you're grand. Yeah, okay. okay. wedding coming up. I need a new suit. Where should I go? 21 Blaze, Kev, and that's Michael Lynch's menswear, Clambrassel Street, Dundalk. But wait, there's even more. You can get the kids sorted too. If it's school uniforms, communion, or confirmation outfits, you can get that all there too, and there's plenty more as well. Thanks, Pickle. I'll check it out today. Michael Lynch's menswear, Clambrassel Street, Dundalk. If you need it, they got it. <laughs> 